Welcome to Mindful Business Founder, the podcast for fashion business founders seeking to build a meaningful and profitable business. I'm Liki Tang, and I'm here with you today to find out how mindful founders build strong businesses that deliver value to people and to the planet. Mindful Business Founder podcast was launched in November 2019. So it has already been a year. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you to all the listeners. Thank you to all the guests. And a very special thank you to all the people that have provided me with support and guidance in my podcasting journey. After a year of sharing the stories of business founders on this podcast, I'm now inspired to share with you a part of my journey to sustainable development and what is the vision behind Mindful Business Founder. When I was a kid in the 80s, and I remember very vividly, very well, the first time I saw on television children starving in Ethiopia. And I couldn't understand how this could even be possible to let that happen in the world. I've been taught by my parents that when someone needs help, we must help. And that's very simple. No question about it. So when I learned in the news that there were kids starving somewhere, I thought that it must be because the world hasn't figured out how to address the problem and not because we didn't want to address the problem. So... I studied economics because I wanted to help find the best formula to reduce inequality and to eradicate poverty in the world. So there would be no more suffering and every kid could get an education and would be empowered to build the world they could dream of. Yes, even when I was about to enter university, I was still very naive. I thought that all inequality and poverty problems could be solved by just using the right formula. But I think that after my first semester, I came to the realization that the problem is much more complex and all aspects of human behavior needed to be included in a much broader approach if we wanted to solve inequality someday. So, I resolved to get the most out of my time at university and I stayed on the path I was already on and I decided that I will worry about how to save the world later. And I started my career on a very different trajectory because my first job was in a bank. The university I was at was quite competitive and I was caught up in the competition game of getting a job in this type of business. It was highly competitive I enjoyed the thrill of the competition. At that time, I was attracted by the challenge in the job, the status, and the lifestyle that comes with working in an investment banking job, and of course, the salary. But after a couple of years, even though I was learning a lot, I felt that I was not doing a job that was fulfilling. I didn't like my job. There was something missing, and especially from a human perspective. I wasn't creating anything tangible. I wasn't creating any real value in the life of people. And I felt that I was getting nowhere. And I felt that I was real lost because I was betraying my younger self. 
So I decided to do something about it and to go back to school. But I had no idea what I wanted to study. I've read very vaguely an article on sustainable development and how environmental degradation will impact the planet and that will be the livelihood of the poorest that will be most affected. So I found a graduate program in environment and sustainable development in London with a focus on developing countries that was quite an innovation because it was in 2003 and at that time the world didn't worry too much about environmental issues and we didn't think of how the degradation of the environment and how it could affect the living conditions and the livelihood of the least privileged on the planet. During that time, I probably had the best time of my life. I was standing with people from all around the world, from all walks of life, and with professional backgrounds that were very different from mine. And despite all our differences, I felt immediately connected. For the first time in my life, I had a real sense of belonging that I never had before. And we were learning so much from each other, from our interactions with each other. We could spend hours talking and working on our projects. And we had big dreams on how we would build a more inclusive and sustainable world. And the classes, it was such an enlightening experience. I was like a kid in a candy store where I was allowed to get a taste of all sorts of candies I could dream of. It was a real feast. We studied environment theories, environmental justice, development theories, Agenda 21, political ecology, urbanizing world, gender, governance, industrialization. Wow, I was binging myself on all these new learnings and all these new concepts. After my graduation, I was really excited to use what I've just learned to solve problems in the real world and start building a more inclusive, more sustainable and brighter future for all. And I decided to start with the corporate world because my reasoning was the following. Since that we're all accountable for our actions and impacts as individuals and as companies, And since I've worked most of my life in companies, exploring the implementation of the principles of sustainable development in the corporate world seemed to be the most natural path to explore for me. And also it was something with a high impact. So my mission was to preach the principles of sustainable development to large companies, because I thought that if large companies, since they're the leaders in the industries, start thinking and doing things differently. The rest of the industry will follow. And that was what I thought would be the most effective and the most impactful way to create change. But back then, sustainable development was not something we would call mainstream. We were not really talking about this and there was no conversation in the media. And also the regulation was quite loose in the world. And yes, I was still very, very naive, but I managed to talk to a lot of people. I was mostly perceived as a dreamer and sometimes as a freaky hippie. It was true that the topics I raised were rather uncomfortable, even depressing, because I was talking about the consequences of climate change, environmental refugees, ocean pollution, loss of biodiversity. And I wanted people to care. I wanted company to care about their ecological footprints. Yes, it was in 2004. 
Just remember how it was like living in 2004. Think about lifestyles and what the world cared about back then. One day I had a meeting with the founder of a cosmetics company. And at the end of a meeting, this lady told me that the concept of sustainable development was really pertinent. But this required a real shift in the way we do business. And this has to be decided at the highest level of the company. But right now, as a business owner, and as much as she liked the concept, and as much as she thinks it's very important, she felt that she had so many things to worry about, and sustainability goals were not on top of the list. And in her view, the best way I could experiment with what I've just learned is to have my own business. She thanked me and wished me good luck. Even if it sounded like another rejection, This was actually a turning point for me, and I'm so grateful to her for this discussion. She was right. In order to be truly effective, the principles of sustainable development have to be implemented at every stage of the value creation chain in the business. And that's why these principles have to be implemented and monitored at the highest level of the company. And that was it. I just had to create my business because if I had my business, my own business, I could experiment by myself the principles of sustainable development. Actually, to be totally honest, I've always thought that someday I would launch a business. So I guess that this discussion was the little push I needed. Yes, I know, it might sound very naive. But the beauty of being naive is that you tend to believe that anything is possible. And, and you're facing a new challenge. You believe that you can move mountains. And in any new projects, you only see the possibilities. And when being naive is combined with grit, it gives you so much power and freedom. It gives you the power to keep moving forward, no matter what you're facing and also to gain experience in all sorts of situations and to build resilience as you're learning from your mistakes. It gives you the freedom to challenge the status quo and to do things differently. It gives you the power and the freedom to be part of the change you want to see in this world. So the third company I launched was in the fashion industry. One of the most polluting and probably the most exploitative industries in the world. I didn't have any experience in fashion. But after a couple of years of learning from the few businesses I've launched, I felt that I've gained a good understanding on how to keep an independent business healthy and how we could make it expand in the direction we wanted to. So I felt that I could take up the challenge and start creating a change in the fashion industry with my little new emerging starting business. It was in 2009 and so much needed to be done in the fashion industry. But this time, I didn't aim to transform the industry. I finally become a little bit less naive, I guess. So I chose the aspects of sustainable development I wanted to address, which were pollution and poverty. We tried to do things differently and started implementing new practices with my teams and with the clients. Sometimes it made sense for the business, sometimes it didn't. 
For example, we use vegetable tan leather. For those who don't know, the color of vegetable tan leather is less stable, but the process is much less polluting than with leather that is treated with a chemical dye. And at the beginning, when we first launched this product, our clients didn't understand why we were using a leather with a color that is fading. And we had a lot of complaints. But with each of our clients, we really took the time to explain why we're doing what we were doing and why we chose to do things differently, what we're trying to achieve. And we did it with our clients one by one. And at the same time, we worked very closely with our suppliers to improve the dyeing process to get better quality leather and more stable colors. So it was something that worked and made sense for the business. But there were so many other things that we wanted to change and we tried and that didn't work because it didn't make sense for the business. But because it was a business, we had to focus on the mechanics of the business first. But we always had in mind what we wanted to achieve and everybody in my team was always mindful of the consequences of our actions and of our business decisions. And we never lost sight of it. So those are small changes, tiny changes, in fact. But these are very important changes because this might inspire change in the way our suppliers operate. Our clients and people in our community will also start talking about these changes And this is how the idea of possible change is spread. This is how we can start changing the conversation. And some people might start taking action. And if enough people are taking action, real change is then made possible. And this is why I believe that small and independent businesses have the power to contribute to sustainable development. I know it is a bold or naive statement, but I can explain. Sustainable development is a very complex problem, and none of us can pretend we would be able to transform any industry to make it more sustainable for all and more inclusive for everyone. But each of us, we can do certain things differently. The impact of our work will be limited to the people and to the problem we have chosen to address with our business. But the diversity of our action will be a reflection of the diversity of our focus. So every one of our actions, no matter how big or small, counts greatly because it touches one aspect of sustainable development. Because change doesn't happen overnight, but we As independent business founders, we have the power to create change by challenging the status quo, by questioning the way things are done, and by making better choices. And this is an opportunity, a responsibility, and a privilege. And this is a privilege that big companies don't have, because they are just too big. I launched The Mindful Business Founder podcast exactly a year ago, and I want to take this very special occasion to say how grateful I am to all these amazing business founders that I have the privilege to talk to, for the change they are making in their very own way, and for sharing so generously the journey on this podcast, so we can all learn from what they are doing. Today, like never before, Thanks to the guests on this podcast, I'm even more convinced that small and independent business founders have the power to contribute to sustainable development because they are living proof 
that they are changing their industry for the better. And because there's no one-size-fits-all type of approach, the way forward is to be mindful of the consequences of our actions and of our business decisions and never lose sight of it. I'm now very, very inspired to have many, many, many more conversations on this podcast and to learn from more amazing business founders that are making a real difference with their meaningful business. That's it for today. And I thank you so much for listening. And I hope to talk to you very soon. Bye. Did you like this episode? If you enjoyed listening to Mindful Business Founder, you can share this with your friends who are also on the sustainability journey. You can also subscribe and leave a review on iTunes to help other people like you find this podcast. Bye now and talk to you soon.